Do you know what a gigafactory is? It sounds like a name for a really, really big factory. Giga spelled G-I-G-A, as in gigantic. But that's not quite it. In fact, it's where batteries for electric vehicles are built. Well, now you know. Feel free to puzzle your friends with this question and amaze them with your knowledge. But there's more knowledge to come, so stay with us on Climate Solutions because a giga is a unit of measurement representing billions. One gigabyte is one billion bytes, right? Yeah, you knew that, didn't you? Which should suggest to you that first, these gigafactories are big and do not build themselves. And second, that they cost an absolute boatload of money to create. We're going to look at a terrific example of a gigafactory that has been built by Northvolt, a Swedish company. You'll see that Northvolt's gigafactory has been put together really very quickly. It's having an amazing effect on the town in northern Sweden where it's situated, and its potential impact on carbon emissions is quite stunning. Now, I said these things are expensive. In part, Northvolt's work has been financed by the Nordic Investment Bank, which is owned by the Nordic and Baltic countries, and by the European Investment Bank, whose owners are the 27 EU member states. So I talked to Johan Jungberg, the Nordic Investment Bank's Associate Director for Sustainability, about Northvolt. So Johan, tell us why is this location in, in northern Sweden such a good place to build batteries? First of all, it, it's it's a coastal city, so it has a, a good access to a, to a good port uh, to get uh, raw materials in and finished products, batteries out. And there is also in North Sweden, uh, there is a stable, at least for now, uh, supply of green uh, renewable electricity from hydropower and wind. And this is also a very important component of the so to say, carbon footprint of the uh, manufactured batteries. They actually have like a third of a conventional lithium ion battery produced elsewhere. Ah, so you can actually cut the the emissions of of the factory that's making the battery. Yes, which the, then the, the, the battery... embedded carbon for that battery. Uh -huh. That's basically a third of of well the standard batteries that are delivered from other places of the world. Wow, so that's pretty compelling because obviously we always think about these projects as, okay, you make the battery, you put it in the car, and that cuts my emissions when I drive, when I drive the car. Yeah. But we don't think about the emissions that are involved in producing the battery or, or any other part of the car, frankly, do we? So this is a very important part of this project. Yes. What? And that's that's part of the, the the whole evolution of this. I mean, it's just not enough to have green electricity charging the battery. You also have to have the whole production chain of your electric vehicle as clean as possible when it comes to carbon emissions. That goes for every raw material in the car, from from copper to steel to the batteries. Well, you mentioned the raw materials there. One of the things that's interesting about this uh, this location is that. Sweden has uh, quite a lot of raw materials already, like uh, nickel and uh, what are the other ones that are, that are used for this? Um, so because those don't have to be transported a long way, that again contributes to this having a lower emissions for the production. Yeah, that's part of the, of the story. Uh, but uh, lithium, 
uh, one important component of this is not uh, mined or, or uh, put forward as a recycled material or something like that in, in Sweden or, or uh, well, Europe at all. Uh, there are some some uh, lithium finds that uh, potentially could also deliver to this factory. Very low transport routes. Where does transport route? Where does the lithium come from at the moment? It comes from se several different places, but basically outside Europe. With uh... this, this is also a very important aspect that actually you source uh, the raw materials in in a, in a transparent and, and uh, proper fashion, because uh, some mining activities can actually be connected with quite a, a number of issues or aspects when it comes to both health and safety and also environment. So that's also part of the of the Norfolk story, that, that they put a lot of emphasis on the supply chain. Well, you mentioned there also recycling. Uh, yes, I gather that fifty percent of their raw materials they're intending to uh, ultimately to produce them from recycled batteries. Mm. When when will that really be kicking in? Is that something that happens a long way down the line when people have used the batteries for a few years and then got rid of the cars, or is it something they can do fairly soon? It, well, you, we'll, well, we have to start now, and and actually in the the Norfolk project as a separate component. Uh, not part of our financing, basically, but they have something they call Revolt to to uh, try to come up with clever solution on, on recycling batteries. But it's not just about recycling and dismantling this little battery. It's also about you can actually find uses for batteries that have lost a bit of their charging capacity. Uh, in terms of, I mean, an electric vehicle very dependent of they will actually travel uh, x amount of kilometers, and when the battery is getting a bit older, it's like with a cell phone battery or what have you. Eventually, they will become less potent, so to say. Uh, but you can usually you can actually use those a little less potent batteries for other application, like uh, battery storage, uh, like not fixed in a vehicle, but on land. So you can use them for a bit low, lower tech type of, of, of uh, storing of energy. So it's not just about recycling and dismantling a battery, but it's also to make and prolong the lifetime of that battery in another application. And then when it's basically a dead battery, <laughs> then you will take it apart and reuse the materials. And that gotcha. is also part of this plan. So, so they have this uh research and development into these and then uh, that will be part of this too uh -huh, i see uh this project started with a a pilot project you know mm -hmm. a factory fairly close to stockholm where they were you know testing things out then they built a a giga factory uh mm -hmm. further north uh in a place uh, you tell me how it's pronounced Kreleftio. I'm glad I asked you to do that because I would have got that wrong. So that's that's where they they have the the real production line. Yes. These things they've the company has raised over three billion dollars in equity and debt to support this. In other words, it's not cheap. No. How how important to these massive projects is the the participation of of multilateral banks? 
owned by by governments and and by the EU. So the European Investment Bank, the Nordic Investment Bank, where you work. Mm. How important is it that those institutions are on board when a relatively small company is trying to raise billions? I think it's it's crucial for 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 them to 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 raise fi raise financing actually. Uh, because if you have on board AIB and NIB and the likes, I mean, it's also, uh, well, at least we would like to think of us as, as a certificate of quality of the project. And also uh, the innovative aspects of these projects and also to place Europe on the map as a battery manufacturer for the uh, electrical vehicles. Because the electrification of society won't stop. How how does the, the work that... Uh that Northfold does spread into other aspects of, of life. You've mentioned they can reuse these batteries, uh, you know, in the home or something else, you know, to, yes. to electrify it. And just the fact that people will then be moving around in electric vehicles uh, contributes to, to other aspects of life being, uh, you know, uh, lower emission. How important mm. is that? For, for, for climate, is it's my belief is that it's it's crucial. I mean, we need to electrify society. That's a must. But it's a very long value chain. You have to electrify everything from the mining of the materials and resources that goes in. You have to have renewable electricity to, to drive the factories. And then you have to have car manufacturers that have low emission vehicles and hopefully all electrical vehicles. And then you have to have people actually using them and having ample electricity to feed the vehicles and to charge them. And for that, you need transmission systems, you need even more renewables because it's not enough, the renewables we have. So, so everything has to come together. It's, it's a big, long value chain to realize all of this. Now, we're looking ahead to, to um, target dates for for when um, different countries should be uh, net neutral in terms of their emissions. The EU has said 2050, I think Sweden is 2045, so a little bit ahead. Those those things, uh, if, you, if you look at how long projects take, those things are kind of just around the corner, those dates. How mm. long, how long from the moment when one or two people sat down and said, should we have a company called Northvolt that makes batteries? How long from that moment to the moment they actually produce the first one on the uh, off, off from the factory? Yeah, actually, I mean, the lead time for this one was actually, I think the, the Northvolt project as such uh, with the pilot plant and all of that started in 19 and they delivered their first batteries in May 22. That's pretty impressive. That is, that, that really is. That's amazing. Um, now they have expanded even beyond Sweden, haven't they? You know, this is something that uh, has a, a factory in Germany, I believe, and the, they have one in um, Poland as well. Yes, exactly. So, so this has implications for, you know, for all over Europe, really, because. Mm -hmm. While we have said, you know, it's great that Northvolt is is in Sweden. They have uh, nickel, etc. They have the uh, they have the port. They have 
um, hydroelectricity, you could put a factory anywhere in Europe with the result mm. that you'd have jobs and um, other advantages too, mm. presumably. Yeah, but still, it, renewable electricity is also a key, a key factor in this. And uh, some countries have less of that than Sweden, for instance. If we're all going to get into electric cars, uh, we obviously all need electric batteries, but it's vital that we do in order to meet the emission targets that we were talking about. Mm. Um, so how important do you think when people look back, you know, in 2051 and we're all net neutral and everything is okay, how important will this project be in that in that story of, of getting to net neutral? I think that they will always be recognized as the first gigafactory in Europe. You can't take that away from them. Uh, but for sure, there will be other battery manufacturers coming online. And uh, as you mentioned, there are a number of, of projects going on in, in, in uh, Europe and so forth. But for sure, though, I mean, the first one is always the first. And uh, I think the name is also very catchy. I mean, North Vault, it's, uh, I think it, it will stay in people's mind that this is something that perhaps changed, uh, well, at least uh, parts of the, the car industry. Because it, it's also a fact that, I mean, Sweden also have uh, car manufacturing. So the aim is that these, uh, th these batteries won't have to be shipped a long way. They get shipped to somewhere else in Sweden into Potentially, put into yes. a Volvo and so on. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, so Johan, thank you. First of all, thank you for working on this project because it's a, it's a great one. And I'm sure as it went through in only three years, as you said, I'm sure you and a lot of other people had to work very hard on it. Um, but also thank you so much for, for being with us today on Climate Solutions. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Fantastic. We're reporting on a new climate project every week on Climate Solutions. They're all different, but each of them will make you look at the solutions to climate change in a new way. Subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Listen to the previous seasons of Climate Solutions too. We've got a series on the innovations that are going to save us from climate disaster and another on how green finance is going to help pay for it all. Thanks for listening to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank.